0: The Civil Engineering Podcast is published by the Engineering Management Institute and is part of EMI's Civil Engineering Media and Entertainment Network, which can be found at cement.media. That's cement, C-E-M-E-N-T.media. Welcome to this episode of the Civil Engineering Podcast, the first podcast dedicated to helping civil engineering professionals succeed in work and life. What are project controls and why are they important in civil engineering? I'm your host, Anthony Fasano, and in this episode of the Civil Engineering Podcast, I will be talking with Matt Ryer, Licensed Professional Engineer and Manager of Engineering Controls at Kiewit Engineering Group, about project controls. What are they? Why are they important for civil engineering professionals to be aware of? What are the benefits of project controls, and how can they make you a great project manager? Before we get started, this is a free show. And our sponsors help us keep it free, so now I'd like to thank our sponsor for this episode, Collier's Engineering & Design. Collier's Engineering & Design is a multidiscipline engineering firm with over 1,800 employees in 63 offices nationwide and growing fast. Collier's Engineering & Design maintains an internal culture that is nurtured through the promotion of integrity, collaboration, and socialization. Their employees enjoy hybrid work environments, continuous career advancement, health and wellness offerings, and programs and projects that have a positive impact on society. Collier's engineering and design stays on the cutting edge of technology, and their entrepreneurial approach to expansion provides personal and professional development opportunities across the firm. Leadership's dedication to the well-being of their employees and their families is demonstrated throughout the wide range of benefits and programs available to them. For more information, visit the career page on their website at colliersengineering.com. I also want to quickly mention some of the learning and development programs that we do at the Engineering Management Institute. We offer people leadership, project management, and seller-doer business development courses. We have our general courses, meaning that you can enroll your employees into our courses. We do company-only sessions. If you have 15 or more people and you want to have us do our project management training just for your group, we can do it just for your group on the days and times that work best for you. Or we can do a custom program. Maybe your company's ready to build a real solid PM program that takes into account your verbiage, your software, your tools, some of your language. We can take our base curriculum and blend it with some of your specifics and make a flagship program for you that can become a great recruiting tool, development tool, and retention tool. Check all this out at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. Click on our upcoming training programs or give us a call at 800-920-4007. That's 800-920-4007. We often get podcast listeners that will call us and bring us into their firm and we can help them build a great learning and development program. Let's jump into our episode on Project Controls. Civil Engineering Podcast.
1: Civil Engineering Podcast.
0: All right, now I'd like to welcome on our guest for today, Matt Ryer Matt is a licensed professional engineer and he's manager of Project Controls at Kiewit. Matt, welcome to the Civil Engineering Podcast. Thank you, Anthony. I'm glad to be here. Matt, I'm excited to have you on today. I think that Project Controls is something that A lot of engineering professionals in the civil world aren't familiar with, and it is something that is important to be familiar with. So let's get started here. And maybe in your own words, Matt, tell us a little bit about what you do on a daily basis.
1: And I agree with you that project controls is probably one of those uh, professions that is maybe misunderstood or not everyone really knows what it entails. So really on a daily basis, we work with our engineering teams and our engineering managers to help them understand how they're performing on their projects whether it be from a cost standpoint whether it be a schedule performance standpoint and help them identify roadblocks uh, that may be getting in their way from being the most efficient or meeting their schedule and really help to develop some strategies to get over those hurdles or make some changes in their delivery model to help them be the most
0: efficient and and execute the project the best way that they can So if someone asked you, Matt, what is Project Controls? Like, how would you actually define it?
1: Really, Project Controls is fundamentally the management of budgets, schedules, quality, and scope of a project, monitoring and and managing the budgets every project has a budget that they need to try and hit and and just monitoring how we're making progress against that budget and spending our money and our time against those budgets and then monitoring the schedule as well so are we making the progress that we need to make in order to deliver the engineering product on time are we falling behind schedule and what can we do to catch up on that schedule
0: We do a lot of work at EMI on helping engineering firms, consulting firms build project management training, like custom project management training for their companies. And in doing that, we interview a lot of the project managers. And I'm always surprised about how much lack of a knowledge there is around project controls. In fact, some project managers didn't even know that there's a project controls group within their company that they have access to that can help them do some of the things that you just explained on their projects. And Maybe you can just speak to why it's important to pay attention to project controls. Really, the importance
1: is those engineering managers or those project managers, they're being evaluated against how their project is performing. And if they don't know at any given time whether they're performing well against their schedule, whether they're performing well against their budgets, it's hard for them to understand where they're headed if they don't know where they're at. Part of project controls isn't just looking backwards and evaluating the performance of the project as it stands at any given time. It's also looking forward to implement mitigation strategies to help the project manager understand where the risks may lie in the future as well, and be forward-looking
0: and get out in front of potential issues before it's too late. Engineers, project managers, they're evaluating on the success of their projects, and if a project controls group, a professional can help them better monitor it, keep their projects on track. It would only be beneficial to, of course, them and their team, the department, the company can be very beneficial in a lot of ways. So let's talk a little bit about you for a second, Matt. You have a background in engineering, of course. I believe you have your master's in structural engineering. How did you get from the technical side of engineering? What got you interested in kind of project controls and what you do today? You'd
1: be surprised at how many times I get that question, especially uh, even within, you know, my own company and, and my own group. So, yeah, I do have a background in structural engineering. I spent the first 12 years of my career or so designing bridges and uh, very technical field, very uh, process driven, very regimented processes, but also very analytical. There's a lot of similarities between structural engineering and project controls working with a lot of data, analyzing a lot of data in in different scenarios. Projects that I had worked on in the past, previously when I was doing structural engineering, I had some experiences that projects weren't managed very efficiently. And I noticed some areas that could be improved. And here at Keywit, we started to form our own uh, engineering group. And that's when I transitioned over into project controls is when there was an opportunity to really step in and help define how we were going to support the projects from a project controls standpoint and define how we're going to measure success for our projects. So about six years ago, I stepped out of the engineering role and started to get involved with our project controls group. And we've grown significantly over the last six years. But to go back to your original question was just a lot of similarities between engineering and project controls and helping the project in general be successful and not just focused on one aspect of the project is one of the main reasons that I switched over.
0: There's flexibility in your career as an engineer, and there are different things that you can do. And so if you're right now in your career doing calculations and doing design work, you may not be doing that you know, forever. You might find something else that you like, and there are different things that you can do. And different companies also have different opportunities within them. Like Matt explained to Kiwit in, in the project controls, Matt, are there any common misconceptions about project controls? Yes, actually, there are. Usually,
1: project controls gets a stigma of being very, and no pun intended, but very controlling. And it gets a negative connotation of always focusing on why are you over budget or why are you behind schedule? That comes with a lot of negative feelings and and reactions. What we try and strive for is to not just focus on the negatives, but to focus on the, how do we get better? If we are behind schedule, what are the things that we can do to help get back on schedule? If we're spending too much, what are some strategies or some ideas of helping us, you know, get back on track with our budget and be part of the team and be part of the solution and not just the bearer of bad
0: news? I can definitely see how it could be perceived that If you have to deal with project controls, that would mean that your project is in bad shape and kind of like you don't want to have to go down that road, which I don't think is a good thing. I mean, I know a lot of project managers, quite frankly, that rely heavily on their project controls team and they get regular reporting and things of that nature from that team to help keep them on track and kind of be proactive about their project. So it's good to hear you talk about that. Maybe on the flip side, you can talk about some of the benefits that you've seen in project controls and helping project managers in their projects. Just to kind of elaborate on what you just mentioned there is
1: we've also noticed that the more successful jobs uh, that we have are the ones that we've got really good engagement from our project managers and they rely on our project controls group as a resource and a trusted resource. And on the flip side of that, the projects that don't go as, as well, it's more of an adversarial type of relationship. And so I'm glad that you brought that up, that you've experienced that as well. The best benefits and what we see as, as the most beneficial parts of our project controls is the ability to look forward and allow our project managers to get a better understanding of what's coming in the near term future and how they can use that information to make decisions on the priorities of their project on staffing A great example is if our projects are performing well and we're beating our budgets and we're ahead of schedule, that probably means that we can start eliminating some staff from the project, right? Get them transferred to another job and help save the project even more money and come in under budget, all while meeting our deadlines and and, uh, producing a quality deliverable. Really, it's about the forward-looking side of the project and being able to make decisions that will ultimately make the job even more successful.
0: I'm glad to hear you say that because another thing that I've heard from project managers that's one of the most challenging things for them is kind of resource loading and thinking about who works on what projects and when do they get moved to different projects And I think it's a big thing to ask someone to do when they're managing all the other aspects of the project. So having a project controls group that can help with some of those things and kind of provide bird's eye view of this project and other projects at the same time, I think is extremely beneficial. I'm sure that there's some of our listeners that just don't have those resources. Maybe they work for a smaller company. There isn't per se a project controls group there are certainly opportunities maybe with an accounting department at a smaller scale where they can give you some reports on a regular basis that can help you you know, get some of those metrics and, and view some of those things. It's just about taking the time to kind of work that out. What are some of the kind of project control reports that you might have in place or that you might use to help everyone on your team figure out that best pass forward on their projects? And you mentioned a finance
1: group uh, to help give some financial reports. So we have a a very robust uh, financial system that we use. So not only do we have weekly cost reports, but we also uh, integrate the revenue side of things as well. So we have cost and revenue reports that our project managers have access to on a weekly basis and updated weekly. We also have a wide array of earned value reporting. And so one of the main important uh, factors of that is a well-defined integrated project schedule you mentioned resource-loaded reports. And and so we put a lot of importance on defining a good CPM schedule and resource loading our CPM schedules. And then we update those schedules on a weekly basis. Every week we have a, a pretty good understanding of what progress we made, what work got done, and how much work is remaining to do and how productive we were on that work. So we can take that and project forward using our productivity, how many uh, resources we need in the near term and in the long term to help us staff the project accordingly. We break that down by design package, by discipline, by a few other factors that allow us to slice and dice the reporting in whatever form or fashion the project manager wants to see it in. We also have deliverable reporting. So what design deliverables are due in the next three weeks, what uh, are due in the next month, are we ahead or behind? So those three main factors is what we focus on is cost, productivity,
0: and schedule. It's good to hear you talk about these things because I do think that one of the biggest challenges or in some ways disappointments when we talk to consulting and engineering firms is a lot of them do have a really robust system that they can use to get information. The problem is the project managers don't know how to use it and they don't know how to get the right information out of it. It's just such a wasted resource. And so having someone or a group like a project controls group that really their job is to focus on that software, that research and figure out how to get the information out and put it in the best format to show the project managers is really valuable. And quite frankly, I could see the justification of a project controls group or the idea of having one could be something where companies might fail to see the value of it. And I speak from experience because we do a lot of PM training and people leadership training. And sometimes companies are like, they don't see the value of the training. But if we do our job right, then all of their managers get better at their jobs, right? And their projects become more profitable, which is the same thing with your job, if the project controls group is able to help with resource loading and making sure that project get done on time and on budget, it really pays for itself probably 10 times, quite frankly. So it is good to hear you talk about that because I really feel, and I'm sure you've had experience with this, that it's hard for sometimes people to figure these programs out. That's a really good point. And to elaborate
1: a little bit on what you were mentioning there, is a lot of companies may have very robust finance and accounting systems or a very robust scheduling system, but they don't talk to each other. Those systems don't, the data isn't integrated. And here at Keywit, we focus a lot of energy on data integration between all of our systems, our ERP systems and our scheduling systems and our earned value and cost systems, so that we can ensure that if something changes in the schedule, it's reflected in the ERP system and in the cost control system and vice versa. And then we focus a lot of energy on training our project managers on how to use those tools and how to interpret the reports that they're getting. Because to your point, if you know we could have the best software and the best tools available, but if the decision makers don't know how to access those reports or interpret those reports, then they're meaningless, right?
0: hundred percent. And that's why I think it's so valuable to have a group like yours that can kind of guide them and help them with that and make sure that they're getting the most out of the software, which the company is probably paying a lot of money for to begin with. So you certainly want to maximize that investment for sure. So Matt, what would you say are some skills that one would need to be a good project controller?
1: First and foremost, it's the ability to listen the project controls uh, team is not, by no means are they a project manager, right? They don't make the decisions on the jobs. They're there to support the project manager. And so, If our project controllers are not willing to listen to the struggles or the hurdles that the project manager may have, then it's hard for them to be a trusted resource to that project manager to suggest possible mitigation strategies or suggest possible solutions to some of the problems that the project manager may have. Really being able to listen to what the project manager is saying and and understand the problems or the issues that the project may be facing at, at that time. I kind of alluded to it previously, but being able to build the trust, being that trusted resource to the project manager so that he or she turns to the project controls team when they have an issue and they don't feel like they're on an island or they don't have any solutions or, or anybody to help them solve the problems. Our best project controllers, excuse the cliche, but they're connected at the hip to the project manager and they're able to identify potential issues maybe even before the project manager does and, and take some of that weight and, and that responsibility off of the project manager.
0: When we do work with companies and we look at some of their project management or project manager's performance and evaluate them, it's always pretty much the ones that work closely with the project controls group, their projects seem to do much better than those that don't. Again, for obvious reasons, I think that we talked about here throughout this episode so far. Matt, is there any last pieces of advice that you might give to an engineer out there that might be considering going into Project Controls based on kind of your transition and your experience? Project Controls has exposure to many different aspects of
1: engineering. It has aspects and exposure to the business side and the operations side of engineering. We also have involvement in the technical side of engineering and understanding what work is being completed. So really, project controls is a great opportunity to get a holistic view of everything that goes into executing an engineering project. So if there's engineers that are interested in getting more exposure to something other than just the design side or the technical side of an engineering project, project controls is a great avenue to get more exposure to that.
0: If your company doesn't have a project controls group at this point, you know maybe it's something that you could start in the future. I mean, it's certainly, it certainly could be an exciting endeavor to start small with it, but then build up to it. I think that there's a huge opportunity for more companies to have project control teams or departments in place because with the complexity of projects today... Project managers need help and they can't do, they can't manage every aspect of the project. It's like a coach on a team. You have a head coach, but then you need a lot of assistance to give you different information because you can't handle all of it. So I think it's an exciting area in the field. You know, I appreciate Matt kind of coming on and talking us through it today. What we're going to do here is we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back with Matt and we're going to wrap up by putting him on the civil engineering hot seat. Civil engineering podcast.
1: Civil engineering podcast.
0: All right. We're back with our guest for today, Matt Ryer. Matt's a licensed professional engineer and he's manager of project controls at Kiwit. Matt, are you ready for the civil engineering hot seat? Yeah, I'm ready for you. All right. So first question, Matt, do you have any specific rituals or routines that you practice every day? Maybe a morning routine or a lunchtime routine or just something that you do consistently on a daily basis that has contributed to your success?
1: I do like to uh, work out in the morning and, you know, I've got uh, some young children at home, so that's not always uh, realistic to think that I'm going to do that every morning, but I do that as much as I can. From a professional standpoint, just, you know, writing a to-do list. I know it sounds very simple, but just prioritizing the tasks for the day and checking those off one by one really helps me to focus on what needs to be accomplished and and, uh, be productive for the day. And is that something you do like first thing in the morning or... Yep. First thing when I sit down at my desk, I try and and it doesn't have to be a long list. It could be the top three things that I want to get accomplished today or the three things that I really need to focus on in order to be productive for that day.
0: All right. Next question, Matt. Is there one book that has stood out for you in your career or life that has been beneficial to you that you might recommend to others along your career journey that has stuck out?
1: I may have a couple that I throw in there, but my number one is Extreme Ownership by uh, Jocko Willink. Just the mentality and the the philosophy of, from a leadership standpoint, of always taking ownership of of, everything that's in your control. If you're leading a team and your team is not performing well, taking ownership of that and don't point blame at somebody else when it's uh, something that you can really uh, control. And then probably another one, it's it's almost a 180 degree different uh, type of book, but Elon Musk's autobiography is very fascinating to me. Just him as an individual and how he views risk in life and in business is really fascinating and, and just how he goes about uh, uh, managing all of his businesses.
0: Matt, thinking back on some of your managers of the past throughout your career, You don't have to name any names specifically, but if you think about some of your maybe favorite managers along the way, what was it that made them your favorite? We're just trying to understand kind of in the engineering world, you know, what are some of the traits and characteristics of great managers? Finding the
1: balance between, you know, micromanaging and macromanaging, finding that right balance of how often and how frequent to touch base and check in, but allowing the freedom to explore different avenues to get to a conclusion not setting too many uh, stringent rules and expectations, but setting the expectations for the outcome and the result and letting me find the right path and the most efficient path to get to that result.
0: That's something that I think is kind of an art. In itself, actually, and we do teach a course on delegation as part of our advanced leadership course. And in that course, we talk about kind of that fine line between giving someone something and kind of letting them do it without micromanaging, but at the same time, you know, not letting them go off on a tangent for two weeks without having some guidance from you. So I think that there's a real important balance there, and I've found that great managers kind of can feel what that balance is, you know, because it's probably different with every person. But I think it's an important part of being a successful manager for sure. Exactly. All right. So I've got one final question for you, Matt. We call it the civil engineering career elevator advice question. So if you got into an elevator with a civil engineer, let's say they were maybe younger in their career, earlier on in their career, and you had about 30 to 40 seconds with him or her, what is some career advice that you might share with that individual? Probably the first thing that I
1: would share is don't turn down any opportunity. You may not think that you're qualified for it. You may not feel like uh, it's the most comfortable opportunity in the world, but getting different exposure and different experiences within the industry, engineering or construction, getting out in the field is, is invaluable. Getting an understanding of you know, what your engineering is actually going to be constructed, that will benefit every engineer tenfold. One of my favorite quotes uh, is from Richard Branson, who's the founder and CEO of Virgin. He said, if a great opportunity is presented to you, say yes, and then figure out how to do it later. And so, just take every opportunity that you can get to get different experience and different exposure. I guarantee
0: you it will benefit you in your career. And I've heard that from several just talking with friends and colleagues in the world of engineering. When I ask them kind of how they got to where they were, a lot of times what they say is, I, I said, yes, the opportunities. And I think that that's important. I know sometimes it can be a little bit scary because you maybe don't know exactly what that opportunity entails, but like Matt said, shared the quote there, you can kind of figure it out along the way, but at least you're getting into that opportunity and kind of running with. So Matt, thanks so much for spending some time with us on the Civil Engineering Podcast. I know project controls, I think it's a really important topic and really something important for civil engineering professionals to know about if they don't. And I appreciate you spending some time with us today to share it with them. Thank you, Anthony. I really appreciate the opportunity. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Matt. And I know I said it a few times during the episode, but it's so true. The project managers that we find to be most successful in the industry are those that really leverage the project controls group or department within their companies. And I know if you're at a smaller firm, you may not have one, but like I said during the episode, create one or learn about project controls and just get better at them on your projects. I hope that you found this episode valuable. Please remember, you can find the show notes for this episode at civilengineeringpodcast.com. There you will find a list of all of our episodes, as well as a summary of each episode, including the key points discussed in the episode, as well as links to any of the resources, websites, or books mentioned during this episode. And until next time, I wish you the best in all of your civil engineering career endeavors. The Civil Engineering Podcast is published by the Engineering Management Institute and is part of EMI's Civil Engineering Media and Entertainment Network. The opinions on the show are those of the hosts and guests, not their employers. For information on EMI's people and project management skills training programs for civil engineering professionals, visit engineeringmanagementinstitute.org.